0: Are you tired of spending your time and money chasing strategy after strategy only to discover what worked 10, 5, or even 2 years ago is not working now? Things shift fast in the online space, and if you're not keeping up, you're getting left behind. It's time for something different. Welcome to the Marketing, Media, and Money Podcast, where every single episode will be jam packed with proven profitable strategies behind the scenes secrets and what's working now resources from industry experts and global influencers to help you scale your business shorten your learning curve and stand out in a crowded noisy marketplace and now your host award-winning marketing and media strategist and international speaker patty farmer
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Marketing Media Money Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Farmer, and I'm looking forward to sharing today's industry expert with you. And today's show is going to be so fabulous on so many levels. So today, we're really going to be talking about your voice and more importantly than your voice, how to empower your voice and to really be able to show up powerfully in everything you do. And I have to tell you, There isn't anybody I know that embodies that more than who our guest is today. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So Stephanie Bonte-Liber is a classically trained singer turned voice presentation and sales coach. She helps service-based business professionals and sales teams know what to say and how to say it to find more prospects and close sales faster when they network and speak. As a classically trained singer, Stephanie combines her stage experience, 20 years of coaching and cutting-edge personality coding technology to help people captivate their audience. She is the founder of Empowered Business Networking, and international virtual networking and mastermind group. And whether she's performing on stages or speaking in the boardroom, Stephanie's mission is to help people be the voice of their passion. So in essence, she's a voice communication sales trainer who's going to help you show up in the world in a bigger way, and show you how to use the power of your voice to communicate more fully to build a business or manifest your dreams. So we're going to cover a lot today. So get your pen and paper ready and stuff. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, thank you, Patty, for having me. I'm so excited. I am really excited too. So let's just jump right in. So I know that we you know, mentioned about you being a classically trained singer, But I really truly believe there's always a journey along the way too. And, you know, because I know you, you know, I've heard some of the stories about you, but I really want my audience to really set the stage, so to speak, (laughs) for them to really understand where did you come from and how did you get to where you are so that you are so fabulous at what you do, but how you really help people and how all of those things kind of came together to really have you show up in this powerful way. So tell us a little bit about the journey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I have been a singer my whole life. I have been performing on stages, uh, even my own you know, living room stage since I was a little girl. And I loved music. I loved being in plays. I loved the theater. I loved show choir. I loved the band. I was the drum major in the marching band. Anything that was related to the performance arts, I was attracted to it at an early age, and I knew immediately I wanted to go to college and get my master's, my bachelor's and my master's in vocal performance, because learning how to be a singer was like the most fabulous career I could think of. And So I went to college, got my master's degree. When you get a master's in voice, you are essentially a classically trained opera singer. So I was singing in five different languages, and I was performing in operas, and I was training in the voice and singing my own recitals. And then I went to New York City. After I graduated, I went to New York City because live theater and live performing is where it's at. New York City is the place to be. So I also happen to love musical theater, by the way. So I loved being in the community productions when I was growing up. And then when I went to New York City, I performed in musicals, cabaret, dinner theater, opera. Pretty much anything you can think of, I found my way into various venues and performance opportunities as I was working a day job in New York at an entertainment law firm that actually served the musical theater community. They actually did the contracts for the musical productions on Broadway. So I was able to, you know, take breaks for lunch and go audition for shows. And I had a attorney I worked for who was very nice, and he was excited for me, and he would come see me perform in and things, and, and I got tickets to Broadway shows because he was working on Broadway shows, and so it was like a win-win all around, and I was there about three years, and then I met my husband. So my husband works for NASA, which is in Maryland outside Washington, D.C., and that is what brought me currently to Maryland. I've been living in Maryland for almost 18 years now, and I continued with my singing because you can sing anywhere. It doesn't matter. I continued performing, auditioning for shows. I started directing shows, producing shows for local community theater. And I started working. I always had a business teaching singers how to sing. So I was teaching middle school kids, high school kids, and even adults how to sing, how to audition for their local theater productions. And I really had a lot of fun with that. And I had a friend about seven years ago that took me to a business networking event. And I had never been to a business networking event. And I was fascinated by all of these people getting together, these entrepreneurs, of which I was one too, because I had my own studio. I was teaching singing. And they would talk about what they did and who they were. And I started to recognize that some people were nervous, or some people were not clear about their message, or some people struggled feeling comfortable when it came to their opportunity to give that 30-second talk. And I said to myself, wow, I could really help some of these people because I have spent my life learning how to sell myself, learning how to walk into an audition room, and within just a few seconds, you have to make a good impression. You have to open your mouth and sing, and they know right away whether they want to even listen to you beyond a measure or two. And being able to really be confident and be the person that shows up in the moment. And I felt like those skill sets that I had learned over many, many years of being a professional performer could translate to the business world. So I started working with business owners on their confidence, on their ability to craft a compelling message, on their ability to use their voice powerfully from the front of the room or on the phone all day or wherever they were speaking. And then I was you know, in a growth mindset, right? I was an entrepreneur who had never been taught anything about business, really. Like, how do you start a business? How do you create marketing? How do you sell yourself in the business world? So I was on my own journey as well. And I got a business coach, which I highly recommend every single entrepreneur in the world has a business coach who can help guide you through those things that we were never taught in school. And I also was introduced to some additional methodologies and trainings that I'm now certified in some communication methods. I have a method called bank that I'm certified in. And I teach people basically how to craft the message, how to write the copy, how to create the marketing that's going to appeal to certain personality types. So that's, in a nutshell, brings you to here today and my
1: journey of, you know, being in business and what it looks like. I love it when we start in life with something that we're passionate about, right? And then it leads to purpose. And then it can lead to taking all of that and your skill set and allowing you to serve in a way that can provide for you and your family in a business while allowing you to show up every day doing something you love. I mean, when that happens, it is just such a beautiful thing.
2: Yes. It's been a journey of just meshing the passion into new learning, into new ways of being on stage, right? I have all kinds of stages I'm on now and they're not always musicals,
0: (laughs) but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Right. So I always like to say, before we really deep dive into empowering your voice, it's really kind of important to me to sometimes know what not to do, right? It's just as important sometimes to know what not to do than it is to know what to do, right? So the first question I really want to ask you are, while you were going to those business networking things and, you know, working early on with people who were struggling to craft their messages and all those things that you just said, did you happen to see a pattern of maybe two or three of the same mistakes people were making over and over again that you were able to go like, oh yeah, that's there that is again, right? Was there a pattern of things, the same things that people were repeatedly doing over and over again?
2: Yes. In fact, there's a couple different levels of energies that people would bring to the table and you could even before they opened their mouth, you could tell that this was not going to be a powerful message. You know, it was the way that they would hold themselves. It was the way that they would look down or not even look you in the eye, or they would speak too softly and you couldn't really hear what they were saying, or they would apologize, you know, before they even started, they would say, you know, I'm not used to speaking in front of a group. So, you know, forgive me. I don't really know what to say here. You know, that sort of energy, when you bring that right to the forefront, it creates an anxiety, not just for them, but for everyone who's in that field, right? So, you know, some of the patterns I would see from the messaging, once they started to actually speak, were all about the features of what they had to sell. And you didn't really understand the benefits or who they were really looking to serve, Right, So it was unclear when they got done at the end of their message, well, who is their ideal client? Who are they really looking for? I still don't know. I'm not even sure what they do. And they had filled up their whole 60 seconds, and I still didn't know what they did. So it was a combination of how they showed up and then how they crafted that message.
1: Absolutely. And I see it all the time, (laughs) over and over and over again. So I absolutely 100% agree with you there. So now let's kind of flip that. So what would you say are some of the most important things? Because we're talking about voice, right? So what would you say are some of the things that we need to do to capture and captivate our audience every time we speak?
2: Yes. And so your voice is inside your body. So everything that you are thinking and feeling is going to come out on the sound of your voice. And some of that messaging is subconscious and some of it is conscious. So I always talk about, there are three real voices in my methodology, the empowered voice methodology that you want to work on and tap into. And the first is your spiritual or energetic voice, or you could even call it your intentional voice. And these are all the thoughts and the feelings that you have before you get up to speak. And you want to ask yourself, how do I want to feel in this moment? How do I want to feel as I walk into this networking event, as I stand in front of this group of people and share who I am or what I do. Because if I can be more intentional about how I want to feel in that moment, I'm more likely to manifest it. And the other question I ask is, how do I want other people to feel as they hear me speak? Because if I'm clear that I want people to be excited about what I have to share, or I want people to be interested in what I have to share, I can't control what they feel. But if I come in with the intention that that's the energy I'm going to create, then I'm more likely to manifest it. And then the other question I ask myself from the energetic standpoint is, what is the main outcome I desire? Because a lot of people, I think they go to networking events and they sort of cross their fingers and hope that someone great is gonna be there. Someone who's gonna recognize that they are meant to work with you, (laughs) you know, like magic. And instead, if you had an intention set that I'm going to meet someone in this industry, Or I'm going to set up one coffee date with my ideal referral partner. Who is this? This specific type of person. If you're walking into the room with that intention of knowing how you want to feel, knowing how others should feel around you and exactly what outcome you desire, you are going to have a completely different way of connecting with people. So that's number one. Then number two is the physical voice. So this is where my zone of genius comes through because you need to know how to breathe. You need to know how to project. You need to know how to create variety in the sound of your voice so that it's captivating, that people pay attention to your voice. And they say, whoa, Stephanie's speaking. Let me listen, because her voice has a way of grabbing your attention. And I'm sure you've heard people speak that have bored you to death. Have you ever (laughs) been in front You know, in an audience where the speaker is droning on and on and on, and you're like (laughs) starting to nod off. (laughs) So the number one skill for a good vocal presentation is called vocal variety. So vocal variety is your ability to have different ways of using your voice. And I talk about some different areas. One of them is the pitch of your voice. And these are all P's, by the way, so it's kind of a easy to remember. Pitch is how high or how low. And when you have that droning voice, it's just all in one pitch. The person is just speaking, 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 and they're never changing their pitch. You want to have higher pitches. You want to have lower pitches, right? The second one is pacing. This is how fast or how slow you're speaking. So it can make an impact if you speed up and say something, and then you slow it down. That creates variety. The third is punch, okay? Every once in a while, you want to give a punch to whatever you're saying. Maybe you want to yell in the moment. Maybe you want to say something really softly. That can be a punch too, that suddenly you get really, really soft, right? And then the fourth one is the power of the pause. So this one often gets overlooked, but just being able to pause for a moment and let people take in what you just said can be super impactful in a speech. So if you're using those pitch, pacing, the punch and the pause, you're gonna have vocal variety and you're gonna make a captivating impact on your audience. And then that top uh, voice, and I actually, I say top because I'm imagining a pyramid. So if you think of a pyramid, the bottom part of the pyramid is that energetic voice. The middle of the pyramid is the physical voice, all of the technique okay, that you lay on top of your intention of how you want to show up and be. And then the top part of that pyramid is the message or the mental voice. I call it the actual mental voice. And this is what are the words you choose to use? What's the structure of the talk that you're creating? Okay, so when you're in that place, who is it you're calling forward? What's the pain that they have? What's the vision that they have for themselves? Are you using words that speak to your ideal client? Or are you using too many generalized words? Like I can help everybody with a uh, skin. You know, I've heard this so many times in networking events when they're doing like skincare products and they're like, I help everyone who has skin. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you right. don't. Right? Or I help everyone who owns a house. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, if it's like insurance related or anybody who anybody who wants to sell a house. No, you don't, real estate agents. You do not help everyone who wants to sell a house. You have to get more specific, okay? And you have to understand what specificity in your industry really means, and also who you most want to work with in your industry, right, like who do you really love to work with and what's that person really like? And the words are important, they hold energy, they hold impact, they call forward your prospect or they don't, right? So when you have that combination of the energetic voice, the intention that you bring to the situation, the physical voice, the ability to be captivating and have vocal variety to project, to command the stage. And then the last piece of the actual script with the words that resonate, you're unstoppable.
1: You can I love that.
2: call forward anyone at any time.
1: I absolutely love that. And here's where we're going to flip that right into what everybody is thinking right now. I mean, I can just literally manifest their thoughts right now, I know. (laughs) that what they're thinking is, oh, Stephanie, that is so fabulous. How am I going to do that and have that convert into sales, right? Because now we're talking sales, right? And whether that is sales you, sales team, like nailing those three things. And from somebody who's in marketing, I totally understand that, right? But if they get that, how do they then convert that into sales? So let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so I have this amazing strategy called stop, drop, and get paid. Do you remember when you were little, they told you if you caught on fire, you had to stop, drop, and roll? Yes. (laughs) So you could put out the fire. I feel like in this new virtual world that we're in, where everyone's networking online all the time, because that's pretty much all we can do at the moment until things start to open up, that we are like, Going to events constantly, we're going to networking events, we're talking about ourselves, we are out there, we're trying to make it work in a virtual world, and it, it feels like we're on fire, like, and not in a good way, <laughs> okay? Like, in the I need to put out the fire because there's just too much happening and I don't even know how to make it turn into a return on investment for myself. So I created a couple of questions I asked myself before I go to a networking event to help me identify if this is the event that's gonna help me with my sales, (laughs) okay? Because we have lots of choices, all right? So we need to understand where do we need to network? Where do we need to connect with that's actually gonna turn into sales for a business? So the first question I ask myself is, am I allowed to speak at this event? Okay, now it could be that I am the featured speaker, Or it could be that they allow everybody to give a 30 or 60 second talk, which counts. If I'm allowed to speak in some way, okay, that's the first question I ask myself. Actually, technically the first question I ask myself is, am I getting paid to be there, okay? Now, I say that because I am a speaker. This is one of the things that I do. And so I could go to an event that doesn't have my ideal client in it. Maybe they, in fact, I actually just got booked as a paid keynote speaker at a pharmacists conference okay pharmacists are not my ideal client however they are paying me to be there so therefore i will say yes to that because i'm being paid right okay so right. this is the this is the key i'm getting paid okay so then is my ideal client in the room right that's the next question i want to ask myself is is my ideal client there or my ideal referral partner, okay? So it could be my ideal client, the person that I serve, or a referral partner who has the same ideal client as me, okay, if they are in the room, then they pass the next, I, I check the box, okay? I can go to the next question, all right? The next question is, am I allowed to give a call to action? So a call to action can be a free gift, right? So lots of us have free gifts when we are at networking events or speaking. If I'm allowed to give a call to action that brings people into my funnel, then another box has been checked. Then I'm like, yes. Okay. The final question I ask myself is, do I have time for follow-up? Because I can network at ideal locations. Let's say I network five times that week at ideal locations where I'm allowed to speak, My ideal client or referral partner is in the room. I'm allowed to give a call to action. But oh my gosh, five of them in one week? Will I have time to follow up with anybody? Will I really have time to identify who was there in the room and who should I be making connection calls with so that I can see if we're a good fit for each other? If I don't have the time because I have overbooked myself, then I have wasted my time and therefore I will not get a return on my investment and I will not add more dollars to my bottom line. So all of these questions must be an affirmative. <laughs> yes, to all of them. If there's any of them that say no, then I, I pass. I'm like, nope, I've got to focus my attention where I know I can create sales.
1: I think that's important. And sometimes when all those boxes don't get checked, specifically the last one, you know, it doesn't have to be no, it can be no, not now. Right, you know? Correct.
2: Yes, absolutely. Maybe next month that group is great to come go visit because I'll have more time next month. So absolutely, you just have to prioritize because I'm one of those types of people that I'm an extrovert and I am an action personality type, which means I love to be in front of people. I love to go out and, you know, be active constantly and and overbook myself on a regular basis. I'm like a recovering pusher where I'm always pushing to do more, to do more. And that can get me in trouble because I can have a lot of fun, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to make a lot of money.
0: So I want to have a
2: balance between my activity and then how does that look for my bottom line?
1: Well, that's because there's activity, there's productivity, right? And they're not exactly the same thing. And I do think that is really important because there's a reason there's a cliche that says the fortune is in the follow-up because you can do all these other things But if you don't follow up and you don't have a follow-up strategy and you don't allow yourself that time, all that other stuff you did, right, will just not be as effective and you won't get the same, if any, ROI for sure, which I think is really important. So I think breaking that down is really good, which kind of leads us a little bit into networking in general, right? So, you know, anybody who's listening to the show knows that, you know, I've been called the networking CEO, literally for like 20 years. And it's how I have built my business for sure. And so I think it is really important, but I believe that relationships are the currency in today's business environment, for sure. And because we are, like you said, online so much more, it is more than just networking, right? There has to be more than that. And one of the things that I love about you, Stephanie, is that you are, like you said, an action person, you know, our bank codes are pretty much the same. And so I love that. And we'll get back to that in a second. But I love that you just said, oh, where is there a gap? Oh, there's a gap because we only have this much time and we're not doing it strategically and there has to be a better way, which is my why, you know, what's a better way? And so you did that and that's how you created, you know, EBN and I love how you combined what you consider the most key skills right which is why I am a part of EBN myself so why don't we talk a little bit about EBN and why you created it and what makes it different than every other networking organization
2: yes i'm i'm so excited about Empowered Business Networking, because it is not a typical networking group. And I have been to so many in the last year, as have we all. (laughs) And I really looked at it and said to myself, what do I love about networking? What can I incorporate into my group, the things that I love about networking? And then what has not worked well? What can I put to the side? One of the things that make that makes EBN different from others is that it's not just networking, it's also focusing on how to show up in the virtual landscape. Because we are all virtual and this particular group is virtual and international. So we're all over the US, Canada, and even Sweden at the moment. And how do you show up in a virtual landscape in a way that's going to be noticed? Because we are inundated online. So Networking has to look different, marketing has to look different, and sales looks different because of the different landscape that we currently reside in. So it was important for me to focus on those three areas inside of this group and say, let's make this a mastermind group, a networking and mastermind group that's about creating partnerships and connecting with each other while we work on networking, marketing, and sales.
1: And I think that is really key to be able to do all three. You know, I think it's like people can fall down on one of them and they're still putting the same amount of time, but they're putting all their time in one of those, right? You know, so somebody who, you know, is an expert on marketing, but it isn't just marketing. You have to do networking, right? And it has to result in sales, right? All three of those things have to happen to be the, you know, magic you know, thing happened, right? You know, that's the magic that really happens. So I really love that. And sort of at the end, when we get to that part, in just a few minutes, we will invite you to that. And she has a gift for you for that, too. So stay tuned for that. You don't want to leave and miss that. But I want to go back to something else that you said. So when we're talking about your voice, how Does your voice also translate to other things too? Just like how people like to communicate, some by phone, some by text, right? Some by email. Everybody has like their own preferred way to communicate. So how do you translate using this empowered voice when you're doing things like blogging, you know, article writing, writing for the magazine, like marketing, media, money, Right. I love that you are one of our 2021 columnists for the magazine. And so so how do you use your voice and translate that into when you're writing and not just speaking?
2: Yes, a great tip that I like to use when I'm writing is to speak it out loud. And if I'm speaking it out loud and it doesn't sound like how I would speak, like how I would talk to someone, then I will revise it. Like literally hearing myself say it out loud, if it feels like, you know, too academic or, you know, like someone else, then I will adjust. So it really needs to sound like me. Like literally, people can hear my voice inside their head when they're reading my copy. That's my ideal, you know, outcome that I'd like to create. And then the other piece of it is really being connected to what is it. That I value. Because if I'm clear about what I value, it's going to come out in my writing. It's going to come out in my communication. And I am, my bank code is action, nurture, knowledge, blueprint in that order. And so for those of you who don't know what bank is yet, I'm going to have a free gift so you can learn a little bit more about it but I'm an action nurturing first, which means I'm an outside the box. I'm a risk taker. I'm a go-getter. I'm a mover, shaker, millionaire maker. And I'm also really authentic. I really want to make strong, authentic connections with people. I want to make a difference in the world. I want to help people. I want to make an impact. And so that combination of Being an uh, innovator and an outside-the-box person and wanting to make a difference is going to show up in all of my communication when I'm in alignment with my values. If I write something and it feels too academic, I'm using the word academic, which is more of a knowledge type, personality type writing, right? It's uh, maybe too technical or maybe there's a lot of statistics involved or graphs or charts or, or research or, you know, very informative. I'm usually in my stress. Code. That's my stress code. When I get stressed out, I'll go to the knowledge and I'll start writing and researching and get, becoming really detail oriented. That isn't going to work for me authentically as a person based on who I am and what I value. It may actually resonate with other people who are not like me, however. So it's important to know how to be able to switch how you write based on who you want to attract. But as far as my authentic voice in writing, I'm going to want to match the values of my code.
1: I love that, Stephanie. And you know I'm an A and KB just like you exactly. And I love the way you did that, which I think is why we get along so good. But what I think is very interesting about what you said is I don't really love to write. I know people say, oh my gosh, you published a magazine. But I speak my articles too. I never have sat down with a pen and paper and written a word. I literally, and because I have three monitors in front of me, on um, one of my monitors, I actually have a photo of my avatar that I talk to all the time. Like who is my perfect <laughs> client avatar? And then I speak to her, right? Oh, and man. that does align with my values of what I'm trying to do. And then I just transcribe it. And then I kind of play with it from there to make sure that it has all the things that I want to have that people need to have. So I cover who I'm speaking to but i find that when i speak in my most authentic voice is if i'm speaking rather than writing and it's so funny too because i remember when i became a speaker over 10 years ago that was probably my biggest aha moment for me was that i thought i needed to be this eloquent you know wear a soap opera dress like i like to call it and i thought that's what i need to change into which is so not me and i realized that it was speaking in front of people who needed to hear it the way I said it, rather than trying to change me into being that person that I was not. And so I think that whether you're writing, whether you're speaking, being aware of that is really important and knowing how to use your voice. And I think that's what really resonated with me when I met you the very first time, was how well you embody that, but also and how well you explain it so that other people get it too. Otherwise, you're just somebody that people would say, oh my gosh, she is so perfect in the way that she does it. But being able to break it down into action, small snack-sized pieces, so to speak, so that other people learn, that's a gift. And I really, you know, I love that you are able to do it, which is, you know, why you're on my podcast, which is why I've asked you to write for my magazine, because I really love the way you do that. But since we've been talking about this ankb Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about bank code because I think that methodology that you're talking about and the personality coding technology, I think it is powerful. It's powerful on social. I think it's also powerful in sales. So let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yes. And can I just say, I love that you talk to your avatar? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is awesome. <laughs> I also want to say that I, I wrote a musical, I wrote my own musical and I've never done this before. Okay. So this was brand new. A couple of years ago, I wrote nine original songs. And what I would do is I would sing the lyrics and the melody into my phone. That's how I wrote it. So I'm not a, like, I am a verbal, my voice is my gift. So my verbal acumen or my ability to use my voice powerfully is where my messages come from versus some people, they're writers, right? That's what they do. They write. And then they create their speeches from things they've written, right? So it just depends on how you like to learn or how you like to express yourself, but that's the way that I do it. And so it's bank has just added an extra layer on top of my ability to use my voice because now I can shift my message based on who I want to attract. Okay. So let's talk about bank really quick. So bank is an acronym. It stands for blueprint for the B, action for the A. Nurturing for the N and knowledge for the K. That's where bank comes from. And these are value, it's a value-based personality assessment. It's the only one in the world that's been scientifically validated to predict your buying behavior in less than 90 seconds. So you can take a 90-second assessment and based on that assessment, I will know how you make buying decisions. I will know what helps you say yes and what triggers a no So I will know what things will encourage you forward in a process and create influence towards the yes. And I will also know what to avoid doing so that I don't accidentally tripwire you into a no and cause that moment where you're like, yeah, I don't get it. I'm out. And this is super important, not from a manipulation standpoint. Okay. So let me just be clear. We always want to be authentic and any tool that you have, if it's in the hand of a good person is going to be well used. Okay. So this is not about manipulating people. It is about speaking their language in a way that makes sense to them so that when they hear your message, they get it. Because how many times have we been in front of someone, we knew we could help them. We knew that our product or service was a great fit for them. And they still said no. And we were like, gosh, I just don't know how I could have communicated more effectively to that person so they could have seen the value for themselves. That's what this system helps create. So for example, blueprint is B. These are inside the box people, these are rule followers. They value stability, structure, systems, planning, processes, predictability. They are risk adverse. They have budgets for a reason because not having a budget is risky. They always plan everything. They are more black and white type of people. They like things in writing so that they can basically say, hey, you said this and you didn't follow through. Now I'm holding you accountable. Action types outside the box, movers, shakers, millionaire makers, the rule breakers. Okay, they value fun. They value stimulation. They value taking action. They're your best salespeople because they will just go and knock on every door and pick up the phone and talk to as many people as possible. And they're not afraid of making mistakes. They're not afraid of risk. In fact, risk is exciting to them. They love to take risks. They don't have budgets because they'll find the money. They'll just go sell more, whatever they need to sell to have the money, to have the life that they want. They are lifestyle driven, which means they are looking to have the car, the house, the clothes, the trips to wherever they want to go in the world. That drives them to take action, having that lifestyle piece. Nurturing, nurturing recycles the box. Okay. These are very authentic people. They value relationships. They value personal growth, teamwork, involvement. The number one buying trigger for a nurturer is that you donate to a good cause because they want to feel that you care about them and the cause that maybe, uh, you know, your causes, your charities more than you care about the money. And in a nurturing relationship, they want to get to know you they really want to feel like you could be a friend, right? They want to understand where you grew up. Do you have kids? Do you have pets? They ask a lot of personal questions because they want to feel like they can trust you if they they know who you really truly are. And the minute that you do anything that feels too salesy to them or feels inauthentic, they're out. And then knowledge types, these are, they came up, with the idea of the box, so blueprints inside the box, actions outside, nurturers recycle, the knowledge type, they came up with the idea, the concept of a box. These are the very smart, intelligent, you know, well, uh, you know, they read a lot, they learn a lot. They often will have like two or three books on their nightstand and they're taking an online course at the same time. They don't get just the master's, they get the PhD, you know, they get the certificate in this and the certificate in that. They value the information. They do their research. They have the longest sales cycles. They ask you the most questions. They often drive, especially the action types, nuts because they'll take so long to make a decision where an action type can make a decision in like three seconds. A knowledge type, no, no, no. I need to have the information first so I don't make a mistake. So because we have these four main personality types, which by the way, we didn't prove this, this was proven by Hippocrates, okay, his theory of the four temperaments, that's what this comes from. That's what all the personality assessments are based on, by the way, not just ours, but ours was specifically developed and created for the buying decision. That's what makes ours unique and different from things like DISC or Myers-Briggs or any of the other ones that are on the market, is that it would, the intention for this was sales and that's what it's used for is sales. And it's quick. I like that. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's great additional tool on your tool belt to help you in those conversations. So when you're at networking, you have them in your pocket. If you're in person and you have them take this 90 second assessment, or we have an electronic version, which you can also take online. And then you know how to have a conversation with them at that networking event. You know how to connect with them based on what they care about instead of assuming that they should care about what you care about which, you know, how egotistical is that, (laughs) right? Right. So be authentic to where they are and what they need to hear in order to understand you.
1: I love that. And I really feel like not just networking, right? Because it seems so simple when you hear it, which is why I'm fascinated by it. It seems so simple if you're meeting somebody in person, right? Because you can get so many of those signals and, and stuff if you're talking to somebody in person. But what I really love about it once I really dug deeper, right? Because I'm an A N A B, right? Once I dug deeper, And, and you're right, like when I make decisions, it's like boom, like I'm a decision maker. So, one of the things that I really love about it is how well it works online and how well it works even when you're for lack of a better term, prospecting, right? When you're looking for leads and stuff, it really works in so many things. And the reality is if someone has a problem and they're looking for a solution and you have the solution, isn't it the right thing to do to communicate to them in a way that helps them make a decision, whether that decision is yes or no, right? That you are really actually being of service to them. So saying the right thing, so they don't get caught up in all this information. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even make a decision. It's so much information. If really what you just needed was to talk to them in the way they need it to be spoken to so they can make a decision. So I really like that. And so I love that you actually have a gift for them for that. So why don't you yes. tell me a little bit about that?
2: Absolutely. So we're going to give everyone listening to this podcast a free personality report. So it's not just the assessment, but the actual report that tells you all about what your bank code means. So how do you communicate? How do you say yes? What triggers a no for you? And so it's, a, it's an in-depth assessment that you can get in less than 90 seconds simply by going to crackmycodeonline.com. So crackmycodeonline.com. You basically shuffle these four cards online, put your name and email address in, and you'll get a report in your inbox within a few seconds that's all about you and how you communicate, how you make buying decisions. And it's a fantastic insight into yourself. You know, know thyself. In sales, you need to know yourself first. So that way you can recognize when someone who's not like you is sitting in front of you, You can, you know, start to make the connections between, oh, well, I know I am an action type and I can tell that this very conservative person is sitting across from me. They're very budget conscious. You know, they keep asking about discounts. They want to know what the process is. Oh, they must be a blueprint. I need to adjust in this moment for them. Right. So that report is going to help you identify where you are so you can start to see the people around you differently.
1: And then once you're able to do that, and just so you know, we are going to have that link in the show notes, so you'll be able to just look below and be able to click right on it. And then she is just so generous, in case you didn't get that already, right? And she came with two gifts. So we talked earlier about, you know, empowered business networking and about how it's about networking, marketing, and sales. So once we actually help you with this bank code, so you know, we want to give you a place to come. And use it, right? And utilize it for you and stuff. So we are going to invite you to join us and we're going to give you that gift too. So why don't you tell them about that?
2: Yes, and we, everyone in Empowered Business Networking cracks their bank code and puts it on their video so that when we're networking with each other, we can actually see each other's bank code. So we're actually practicing that in real time on our calls. So you can come visit our next event, okay? So you're going to go to ebnnetworking.com. And then you're going to click on the invitation to join us at our next event. And instead of paying the $47 fee to attend our networking and training event, which is the first Thursday of the month, we're going to give you a code as a gift to change that to zero so you can come at no cost. So the code that you want to enter inside that event is M3VIP
1: that's what they are marketing media money m3bip i love it we will also have that in the show notes below so that you have that as well so stephanie came bearing two gifts so that's really nice thank you so much stephanie i really appreciate that i know everyone's going to want to connect with you and as if you haven't given them enough how can they connect with you as well Yes. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can go
2: to empoweryourvoice.com. That's my main website. And you can also get to ebnnetworking.com through that website. If you want to learn more about the networking group, you can just check us out there too. But yeah, I have all kinds of uh, different services related to speaking and singing and networking. So check me out dot empoweryourvoice.com.
1: I love that. So, Here's the portion of the show as we wrap up that we really want to talk, as if she didn't tell us so much, we really want to talk about strategy. This is marketing, media, and money, right? And we tell you that what we do is bring on experts who are willing to share what is working now, right? So, Stephanie, what is your number one marketing, media, or money strategy?
2: Know how to describe your ideal client in such a way that someone can immediately think, of a person they know who could use your services. So that means getting really specific about who you serve and who you can help so that if you say that one short ideal client description enough times, you will fill your funnel every time you network, every time you network.
1: Great strategy. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here with us today. And I want to say thank you to our sponsor, the Exacta Corporation, developer of the Family Organizer Plus platform. And for more information, you can check them out at exactacorp.com. But I want to leave you with this. Would you like a simple answer to the question, where should I focus my time and energy to attract high qualified ideal clients? Then we invite you to take the marketing media and money assessment and in three minutes or less. You'll know where you're excelling, where you need to make a few changes, and what steps to take to achieve massive results. So go to m3bizquiz.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Marketing Media Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, and I am sure you did, please subscribe and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. So thank you again, Stephanie. I appreciate you being here with us. I look forward to seeing everybody again next week on the Marketing Media Money Podcast. Everybody make it a phenomenal day.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Marketing Media and Money podcast. To shorten your learning curve even more, make sure to grab your free copy of the Marketing Media and Money magazine at www.marketingmediamoney.com. I promise your business will thank you.